My name is Atara and I have MS. Along with a few other health issues that have sidelined me from the workforce and most activities that normal people get to enjoy. And that isn't even the half of it. Having to juggle family, personal relationships, and intimacy is all in a day's work. Well, it's more than work for someone with an array of health issues. It's an obstacle course of pain and lots of learning along the way. If I can remember what I learned, that is. But don't take my word for it. Sit back, listen, subscribe, and find out why my life is a shit show and how I might be able to make it just a little bit better. This week, we're going to discuss service dog laws. You need to know your rights. Something that everyone needs to be aware of is their rights under the law, especially when you have a disability, regardless of whether you have a service dog. Laws are there for a reason, and you should know yours. Having a service dog is very helpful for me, but it also comes with the responsibility of being aware of my rights as a person and the laws that are in place to protect me. I cannot tell you how many times I've had to inform people what they are saying to me is incorrect and actually illegal. I'm speaking about this so that you're aware and hopefully take this information and learn about your rights. Per ADA.gov, the below requirements are for a service dog in the United States. 1. Beginning on March 15th of 2011, only dogs are recognized as service animals under Titles 2 and 3 of the ADA. 2. A service animal is a dog that is individually trained to do work or perform tasks for a person with a disability. 3. Generally, Title II and Title III entities must permit service animals to accompany people with disabilities in all areas where members of the public are allowed to go. Service animals are defined as dogs that are individually trained to do work or perform tasks for people with disabilities. Examples of such work or tasks include guiding people who are blind, alerting people who are deaf, pulling a wheelchair, alerting and protecting a person who is having a seizure, reminding a person with a mental illness to take prescribed medications, calming a person with PTSD during an anxiety attack, or performing other duties. Service animals are working animals and not pets when they are in public. The work or task a dog has been trained to provide must be directly related to the person's disability. Dogs whose sole function is to provide comfort or emotional support does not qualify as service animals under ADA, ADA FAQ. The portion about service dogs not being a pet is very important distinction because pets do not have the same laws protecting them. You must think of a service dog as medical equipment. It is required for the handler. Much in a way, a wheelchair is needed for people who are unable to walk. You would not pet someone's wheelchair or tell them they cannot bring it into a store because it's medically needed. ADA service dog requirements says when it is not obvious what a service animal provides, only limited inquiries are allowed. Staff or managers of an establishment are only permitted to ask two questions. 
First question, is the dog a service animal required because of a disability? My answer is yes. Second question, what work or task has the dog been trained to perform? My answer is brace and balance. Staff cannot ask about the person's disability, require medical documentation of any kind, require a special identification card or training documentation for the dog, or ask the dog to demonstrate its ability to perform the work for the task. Legally here, the only answers I have to provide is, like I said, the answer is yes. The task is brace and balance. The downside to this is those questions are rarely the ones I get. I get asked if I'm training him a lot. No, I'm not training him. I get asked if I'm a veteran a lot. No, I am not a veteran. I get asked, well, why do you have him? And this isn't from staff at any establishment. These are just random people in public. This is an important question, though, whether or not I'm training him. Because legally, service dogs in training are not protected by ADA laws. You cannot be asked to leave or move due to someone else's allergy or fear of dogs. This is illegal and has happened to me. This gets a bit tricky and very frustrating if you use services like Uber or Lyft. A while ago, I was in California two times. The drivers in both San Francisco and San Diego gave me a hard time. The drivers in San Francisco were less pissy about my service dog than the ones in San Diego. The driver is legally allowed to tell you they will not take you in their car if they have an allergy, which I can't prove, obviously. But they are required to get you another ride. Usually I feel like it's a nice car and the people just say they have an allergy because they don't want dog hair in. In San Diego, I was picked up by a rideshare. And the one time they picked me up, they told me that my dog had to stay on the floor of his sedan, very small sedan, in which his seat went back all of the way. So my husband had to sit in the front with his knees to his chest so I could put oak on the floor of his car. It would be helpful if there was a way to indicate on your request that you have a service dog so you could get an SUV with no additional cost. So there's a place to put the dog while allowing everyone to sit comfortably. Per the ADA laws, you are not required to have a service dog in a vest. I do because I agreed to this with Freedom Service Dogs. And Oak was trained to know he is working when he's wearing the vest. So for him, it's important. You are not required to have an ID or paperwork providing your dog as a service dog. I have an ID given to me by Freedom Service Dogs as he is internationally certified and trained. Do not let a business tell you that any of these things are required. It is illegal. I had an issue a few years ago with my youngest son's school. I was invited to have lunch with him. He was so excited. Oak and I showed up to the school and went through the lunch line to get our lunches, and I got some pretty dirty looks from one of the women working there. She made a comment about how she didn't know if Oak was allowed because there was food there. And I informed him that he was indeed allowed. Apparently, later, she asked questions about me and my disability to the school nurse, who is very much aware of my situation because she's a nice person and I shared that information with her. Because if you're not a dick, I'll tell you about him. The nurse informed the woman that my service dog is allowed. And that was it. Because of HIPAA. 
She doesn't share my information with just random people who ask. After lunch, we went outside to play. Well, I stood there watching them play. A different teacher, who I later found out was a teacher's assistant, told me my dog was not allowed on school property. I advised her that he is a service dog and is legally allowed to be there. She gave me some attitude, at which time I chose to leave because I was getting very angry after dealing with the cafeteria lady and now this TA who had no idea what the fuck she was talking about. I told my son that I enjoyed having lunch with him, but I was going to leave so I didn't ruin his recess by getting into an argument with a person who doesn't know the law. People who work at schools should be informed of the laws. Chances are, they might not have to deal with service dogs, but just in case, they should not be ignorant. A few days later, after I cooled down, I gave business cards with the ADA law on to the front desk and the school nurse and advised them to enlighten their employees because I did not appreciate what I had to deal with that day. Having a chronic illness is exhausting. I have enough with trying to be a mom, wife, and make all of my medical appointments. I do not need the extra stress that comes with ignorance and neither do other people. Knowing your rights is important. Standing up for those rights is even more important. While taking on the task of teaching other people the law is not something that I actually enjoy. I will do it because I'm hoping it makes it easier for someone else in the future. If I can help one person by keeping them from having the same experience I did, then I'll continue to do it. Even though it's super frustrating and sometimes causes some very aggressive internal thoughts. But I made this choice and I've been doing it since 2016 so it's a bit late to stop now kind of ingrained into my behavior. Another incident I had at the school not having to do with my service dog but having to do with my disability plates was someone decided to put a post-it note on my car asking me where my placard was. Misspelling placard, mind you. That really pissed me off. The school only has four disabled spots, which legally is all they're required to have. But considering the amount of disabled people who show up at pickup and drop off, it's not enough. And soon I just decided to park against the curb and wait for my kid instead of getting out and meeting him by his class because I just either couldn't get a spot, had to show up an hour early to get a spot, and had to deal with ignorance. I went onto the school's Facebook page and I posted this lovely post-it note I received on my car and said, if you look at my plates, they are disabled because my disability is a permanent progressing disability and will never go away. And therefore, I am not required by law to have a placard on my car. And recently which is so ridiculous. I was parked in a handicapped spot with my youngest son in my car, waiting for my oldest son to get out of high school. Again, not enough disabled spots. There's sheriffs there, just chilling, waiting, watching, make sure nothing's happened. Cool. I'm fine with that. He walked up to my car, and I rolled down my window, and I said, hi. And he said, "Uh, do you have a handicap placard? And I said, actually, I don't legally need one. If you look at my plate, it's a permanent disabled plate because I'm permanently disabled. 
He moved forward, looked at the front of my car, and then went, oh, yep, you're right, sorry. There's just a lot of complaining about people who don't have placards, and the placards are easier to see than the disabled plates. I'm not entirely sure how that should be my problem. Maybe they should start making disabled plates bright blue like the placards instead of, in our state, green like most of the other ones with just a little wheelchair in the center. I figure maybe if they're bright blue, then people will notice and stop giving me such a fucking hard time. I don't always look disabled. When I first got my plates, I only had oak and I had a cane with oak. But when it was just me and Oak, I didn't quote unquote look disabled. And I got a lot of, are you training him? And now sometimes I have to use a walker. So it's more visible that I'm disabled when I'm not, when I'm leaving or coming to my car, right? It's dumb. This whole process is frustrating. So I guess my point is at the end of this, I would like you to take away if you have a disability or a service dog. Know your rights. There's plenty of little cards you can buy on Amazon that show the rights. It's illegal to interfere with a service dog's tasks while he's with his owner. You can buy these little cards and hand them out to people who ask you questions. You don't have to answer any questions unless it's a person at a business establishment. How much you share is up to you minus those two questions. Those are the only things they're allowed to ask. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. Hopefully you learned something. And if you have any... That's it for this week's episode of My Life is a Shit Show. Please rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. The website is mylifeisashitshow.com. Email us at mylifeisashitshowpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at mylifeisashitshow. Thank you.